This is the Business and Couples Podcast with Shari and Andre. Shari and Andre will share with you what it takes for couplepreneurs to thrive in their business and in their relationship. They address those challenges that are unique for couples who are in business together. Shari and Andre have been a couplepreneur since 2002 and know firsthand about the challenges couples in business face. And now, Shari and Andre. Welcome to this episode of the Business and Couples podcast with Sherry and Andre. I'm Andre. And I'm Sherry. And this episode, we're talking about driving the desired behaviors in your business. And so Sherry, what is this driving the desired behaviors in your business all about? In your company, you might be seeing behaviors that you don't like seeing. You, you could be thinking about you, you walking around and you see someone really being rude to their coworker and you're wondering, where did that come from? And you know if they're being rude to their coworker, you're appalled when they're rude to the customers. You might see um, lack of team sporting each other. Someone says, oh, my work's done and they're out of here. And while their team member is working till all hours of the night. You know, what other behaviors have you seen that entrepreneurs have complained about? Well, you know, there are many, many examples. Another one might be looking to see who they can blame or blaming others for something that didn't go as they would have liked it to go. Withholding, not expressing opinions, you know, maybe out of fear of retaliation or fear of being criticized. And that, and you can't, when that happens, when people are withholding, you can't uh, find mistakes out soon enough, as well as People won't um, come up with new ideas. They're afraid to come up with new ideas and won't, or won't express their new ideas. Yes, and also another example of an undesirable behavior that entrepreneurs see is the lack of trust, where coworkers don't believe that other coworkers or other team members have their back. And so these are all behaviors that are undesirable in a business. So then the question is, well, as you said, well, what is the source of that? What is the cause of that? And there's one word that's at the heart of that. And what is that word? That word is culture. Culture of a company, whether you've defined the culture intentionally or not, the culture is the norms and behaviors that are exhibited inside a company. So if you are seeing a pattern of undesirable behaviors, that means the actual culture in your company is one of undesirable behaviors. Yeah, so when we look at this thing about what is culture, the norms and behaviors of the business, it's important to recognize that defining the culture is what's going to define the behaviors. And as a couple in business together, you have to own the culture. You have to set the example. And it really boils down to, you will have a culture in your business no matter what. Right, no matter you define it or don't define it. Yeah, so whether you define it or don't define it, you will still have a culture. And the main thing is, or the thing that you really want to consider is, what are the chances of you having the desired culture without defining what that culture is? That desired culture will not happen by happenstance. It is very unlikely. So from 
a couplepreneur standpoint, you are the drivers of the culture and thus the behaviors that exist in your business. Yeah, so Andre, how can couplepreneurs create their desired culture? Well, there are two aspects to creating the desired culture. The first aspect is to define the desired culture. And by defining the desired culture, I'm really speaking to defining the behaviors that you want to see in the business. And so you as a team, you and your partner, and you can also invite input from others to define the behaviors that you want to see in the organization. And so then once you identify those desired behaviors, that really is identifying the desired culture. Then you want to create the core values, your core values. And so Sherry, say more about the core values. Okay, so so core values are the guiding principles that you want to abide by. So when you're thinking about the decisions that you have to make, the actions that you're taking, you have the core values to help guide you. And you know, when we talk we mentioned some of the behaviors that you don't like seeing, like team members not caring about other team members, we obviously don't want to see those behaviors. So what behavior do we want to see? And oftentimes people will say, I want to see teamwork. Well, teamwork is a word. What behavior do you want to see around teamwork? So a core value might be something like, our team members have each other's back. That's just an example. A core value describes the behaviors that you want your employees to operate by. Yeah, I think this is a really important point because we don't just want to have the core values be a bunch of words that don't mean anything. And we want to make sure that everyone on the team understands how the core values impact behaviors and to know when their behaviors are in harmony or aligned with the core values. So it's not just creating core values. Sometimes people will say, well, our core, we have a core value of honesty, which is awesome. And if the team members don't know what honesty means in terms of the day-to-day actions in the business, it's going to be difficult for that core value to drive a desired behavior. So it's really, really important that the core values, not just words, but people understand what those words mean and what they look like as they go about their activities on a day in and day out basis. You know, and and honesty is one, and I I hear you saying, well, why wouldn't I want honesty to be my core value? But value, everybody knows what honesty is. And then we we start drilling down and we say, okay, someone's calling you and you don't feel like talking to them. So you tell your staff member, tell them I'm not here. Now, is that aligned? with your core value? No. Does that happen? Yes. So we want to have a core value that is consistent with something, the behaviors that you want so that you're not breaking the core values the minute they've been published. So that's why we say create core values that describe the behaviors that you want to see in your organization. Exactly. So when we look then at having these core values defined 
and now we know what they mean, we have to look at how to make these core values and the desired culture stick. Because how many times have we seen it where, oh, we developed our core values and this is who we are and this is how we're going to interact with each other on a day in and day out basis. We created all that and then boom, we stick it on a shelf somewhere and it ceases to exist. Right. You go right back into the company and, and the same behaviors are happening. Yeah, because you, we're operating here with inertia. We're starting something new and it has to gain momentum and it has to be consciously put into practice over time until it becomes a habit. Actually, so, you know, we're, we're not starting fresh because we have behaviors that are undesirable. So it's actually undoing behaviors and actions that are happening and creating new ones. So those are even more difficult than starting from fresh. So it really takes work and there will be some mistakes. What are some of the things that we can do to make it stick? Well, the first thing it has to do with communication. Communication is at the heart of making your core values and the driving the, the desired behaviors that you want to have in your business. And it's, it's interesting because in order to have something stay alive in a business, it is kept alive through the conversations about whatever it is. And I often tell my coaching clients, you see the impact of the rumor mill. And the rumor mill is nothing more than conversations that are happening over and over and over again. And we see the power of the rumor wheel. Well, we can take that logic, if you will, and apply it to something that is positive, which is your core values and the desired culture, is to have conversations continually about the core values and the culture. And so, you know, a lot of Businesses will talk about, well, we got wallet cards and we have posters and, and that's all fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's the communication that really keeps something, the conversations that keep something alive in the business. Yeah, so when we talk about the communication, that can be happening if you have, are having a staff meeting. You bring up the core values. You talk about them. How is that operating? How is that what's going on? Ask people to uh, share how they have exhibited the core values with a client or with a coworker. Just make it part of the conversation. Also, if you've seen someone exude the core values in a big way, you might call them aside at one-on-one and, and just acknowledge them about it. And then a great way is to edify a core value when, you in, when you're in a meeting and you can say, well, look at Johnny. He went above and, and beyond with a, cut, a client and talk about that and give them that, that recognition and have others in the organization see it because then they are going to see the value of the core values. And then what are some other ways to reinforce the, um, the core values, Andre? Well, a great way, because what you are speaking to are more informal ways, if you will, and the performance review process is a formal way of reinforcing the core values and desired behaviors. So make the core values a part of the performance review process. 
And so like you were mentioning the one about teamwork, well, that can actually be a part of the review process and you can measure how well a person is in harmony with that core value because the core value then actually becomes a competency that we want to measure in the formal performance review process. Right, So, because the performance review process often is around what goals are achieved or comparing how, um, what their job is required to how they perform or what they've done. When we talk about core values and behaviors, that's how they went about getting their work done. And that's as equally important as what they got, got done. And then also the reinforcement. This is critical if you want the desired behaviors and the culture to actually grow in your company, is that when you see some behavior that is inconsistent with a core value, that you call the person in as close to the incident as possible and talk to them one-on-one -on -one so that they understand. You don't put them down and beat them down. Beat them down. You ask the question, I noticed that you acted like this and did this behavior. Can you share with me how is that consistent with our core value? And give them an opportunity to become aware of it because they may have not even been conscious of what they did. But when we bring it to the conscious level and, and help them see how they need to adapt and change their behavior, that's what's going to create that reinforcement and have the core values stick. Right. And at the end of the day, what it really requires to have the core values live and breathe in the organization is it's going to start with the leadership. It's going to start with you and your partner, you as a couple driving the behaviors through your leadership. And one of the things to recognize in your leadership is that from time to time you'll make mistakes because you're creating something that's new. And the key from a leadership perspective is to actually own those mistakes. Absolutely. Owning your mistakes is a real sign of confidence and, and allows others to be vulnerable too. So if you make a mistake, because we're all human, and things happen that we really would love to take back. But since we can't take it back, just own the mistake and then go back um, to start fresh and create uh, and be the behaviors that you want to live and breathe in your organization. And it's important when you can see that you're actually raising the level of consciousness. Yeah. And, and what, what do we mean by raising the level of consciousness? It's really about being aware of your leadership and being conscious as to the impact that your leadership has on the success of the business, on the behaviors and driving the behaviors of the members of your team. And really to raise the level of consciousness it really requires a, a high level of self-awareness. And one of the things that we see in coaching our clients is that they think they're one way and they're actually coming across as an, in another way. Yeah, and that happens sometimes. They're not even aware of these unconscious thoughts and beliefs that have them carry out certain behaviors that seem very normal and comfortable for them. And when they become aware of that, and we utilize a number of different kinds of assessment tools to help 
create that self-awareness. We, we have um, 360s that we utilize. We have energy leadership assessments that says, you know, what are these unconscious thoughts that I'm having that really create some negative behaviors? A multiple of assessments that allow you to see what you're thinking and the way you are and how that is showing up and perceived by others. And it's ha some things are great and have great impacts. And there might be some blind spots that you that people have. We see that all the time. And usually it's just a few that uh, when, when tweaking it, it really elevates the leadership in the person. Yeah, and, and we've been speaking about the assessments from the standpoint of, of self-awareness. And it's really, really important. There are also a revelation a lot of times when we do the self-awareness of the real strengths Absolutely. that leaders have and those real strengths that they have obviously you've gotten to where you are in your business because of the strengths that you have not because of the limitations so now it allows you here again from a self-awareness standpoint to really focus on expanding those strengths because that's going to make you even more effective in your leadership when you're able to expand on those strengths. Yes, yeah, so you know, when we look at creating and driving the desired behaviors, it all starts with having the culture that you want. And being couplepreneurs, you get to say what that is. And then when you're modeling those behaviors, you'll have the culture that you're looking for and your employees and your teams will be really shining and you'll actually attract employees that are attracted to that that culture that you you're creating absolutely in fact it's the number one thing in terms of becoming the employer of choice is what is the culture of the organization and it's also the number one thing in reducing turnover Absolutely. And the organization is what is the culture? So this has been a very important topic. We've covered quite a few things or aspects around culture and driving the desired behaviors in your business. And if you would like to inquire more about how we can support you in creating the desired culture or using assessments to elevate your consciousness or self-awareness around leadership, then go to businessandcouples.com. That's businessandcouples.com and contact us. We have uh, contact forms there and just contact us and we'll get back with you. All right. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.